you like to gamble? I do like to gamble. Do you? Don't do it often. Get a lot of enjoyment out of it when I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Of course it I've is. I've not had a lot of success recently. A little bit of a uh, run? Yeah. I did win a little bit last night on the uh, Browns and Jets game. Mention that. That's yeah. Good. I did not I did not uh, have success with the Bulls. Kind of been sucked into, you know, Bulls fever and like, yeah, let's it hasn't worked out well, but somebody that has success consistently is our good buddy Doug Kazarian. He's brought to you by your Chicago Toyota Dealer Association. Toyota, let's go places. Also, Doug is the host of Wager Watch with Doug Kazarian on his website onlyplayers. Dot com. He is our football financial advisor. I like to call him that. Doug, how we doing today, buddy? I like that 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 title as well. Thank you. You are yes, our football financial advisor, our financial football advisor. However, you would like the plaque to read, I can have it done and sent to you. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy yes. New Year as well. Same to you. Do you have any? I was asking the guys before. I said, maybe I'll start with Doug by asking if he has any New Year's resolutions with regard to wagering. No, I, I've never been a big believer in all that, <laughs> in any sort of uh, New Year's resolution. I think if, you know, it's like if you want to make a change, you should probably do it that day. Good rather point. Rather than waiting for the New Year. Amen, man. That's a good Amen. point. Amen. Good point. Hey, uh, talk us through this Bears game against the Falcons. I believe currently, Doug, the Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. How would you uh, lean in this game? I would lean to the Bears here. I think they've, uh, they're showing me something a little bit down the stretch, and the Falcons are pretty terrible. Uh, it was a pretty funny analogy making the, making the rounds of me saying that this Falcons team is sort of like having Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and running your offense through Draymond Green and having him <laughs> shoot all the time. <laughs> That's pretty damning. That's well put. <laughs> right. So that is comical. I, I, I don't – I think Atlanta just had, was a good spot last week to fade the Colts. You know, their defense is really bad. I wouldn't overreact to Taylor Heineke being so good blah, 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 and the answer and all that nonsense. It's more about it's more about just being, um, you know, a bad Falcons quarterback situation, and I think the Bears are the right side here. Would that lead you to think an under in this kind of equation? I mean, Atlanta's defense is pretty good. The Bears have one of the best run defenses in the game, depending on how you cut it up. Is that kind of where you see it? Um, I don't like the over, I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, huh? I'm not opposed to that, but that's not like the first one of the top plays. Or I think that would jump out at me for the weekend. I mean, the number's pretty low to begin with. Right. It's like I said, it was two and a half. So the Bears, I, you know, listen, Bears, given a field goal, I think would 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 be pretty appealing to me as well. Uh, is the best game of the day, or the best? Certainly on Saturday, I think it's the only game, right? The Lions right. and the Cowboys. Yeah. What happens I'm in this over one? in that game? Okay. I mean, we all know about the Dallas offense and the difference how it plays at home versus on the road. I think it pops on off uh, at home. I like their team total over twenty nine and a half. I think there's a lot to like with this Dallas team. I just wouldn't lay the five and a half. I it, it's a very good spot. We talk about situational handicapping all the time. Um, you know, you get Dallas off off losses back to back. On the road, they come home. I think they're seven and one at home this year. Yeah. Detroit is off that big win last week, but I think the offense can do something against this Dallas defense that's vastly overrated. 
So I like the over. It's a, it's a high number, 51 and a half, but I, I do like the over. What do you do with that Miami and Baltimore game Sunday afternoon? It's a, uh, it's, it looks like it's a noon kick and probably that next best game of the weekend. Yeah, you know, we've got to be careful. We always talk about this, the recency bias, right? And really reacting to what you last saw. And the Ravens even more so because they're such a team you, you, you really don't want to bet on as a favorite. You want to be careful there. And teams off big wins like that, it's really hard to get up and be big again. And I'm just very reluctant. However, Miami's off a big win as well, right? They were up for that game. So much talk about them not being able to beat any good opponents, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of a flat spot for both teams. No Jalen Waddle for Miami. Um, I'm, I'm inclined to pass on the game, but if I had to play it like in a pick league, I would play the under. How about the other team that was involved in that big game on Monday night, the, the 49ers? They're a huge favorite in Washington. What do you expect to see from them in this kind of bounce-back situation? Yeah, you know, it's really a tough handicap. There's a few double-digit favorites in, on Sunday. And I, I lean to Washington. I just don't – like, they're, they've been pretty bad and it burned me this season. But I lead, it's really hard to put so much into that game and then fly cross-country, play the early game, and not go through the motions and eke out a win. I think McCaffrey should have a huge day. But, you know, Purdy's got the stinger injury. I lean to the underdog plus all those points. The uh, the Sunday nighter is Green Bay and Minnesota. They are uh, at Minnesota. Obviously, the quarterback situation isn't what it could have been. Where where do we feel about both of these teams? Kind of heading down to because the Bears play the Green Bay Packers in the final week of the season. How do you feel about both of these teams? And how do you feel about this game? Kind of turning out. I think the Packers are like trending in the right direction. I think they have their quarterback, all that good stuff. Nick Mullins stinks, and he's only <laughs> looked good at times with with Shanahan. I think we have to remember the Shanahan factor, yeah. um, sort of like the beer goggles of uh, you know back in the day. So I just, I, with all that being said, I actually do like the over because they have Jefferson who can make plays, and I don't think much of this Packers defense. Really banged up, got beat up by Bryce Young, and um, that's not a good sign for a defense. So I lean to the over here. In terms of like the, the side, I mean, I, I can't. It's a total coin flip. The point spread even says as much. So it's a hard pass for me. What, what about the MVP race, Doug? Is this? I mean, the handicapping of this has gone up and down over the course of the last several weeks, as as you know we would expect. Now it seems like it's firmly Lamar Jackson's award to to lose. Do you believe that that could change at all over the course of the next two weeks? You're spot on. So it's his to lose. Doesn't mean it's locked up or, or guaranteed. That's why it's minus one sixty or so. You know that that translates to like around 68% likelihood. I think that's fair. I wouldn't bet it. Um, spicy hot take. I think Dak becomes the second favorite after the game Saturday night. Okay. Mm. So so I think his odds and Tua's should be changed. I don't know why Tua's like third favorite at 10-1 or whatever it is. Tua's an underdog. If he loses, he's like done, right? And I think he's done anyway because I think the narrative is McDaniel play calling and then Tyreek Hill. My point is this. If Dak's a six-and-a-half point favorite, or five and a half, and he leads the NFL in passing touchdowns. And they have the island game on a Saturday night, all eyeballs. Frankly, yeah. you have a former Cowboys quarterback on the on the call who might give him a lot of praise. Like I think he's going to catapult up. So he's twenty five to one in some places, which I think is insane. I'd make him ten to one. 
So he has value, and I think Josh Allen has value. If they win out, I think Allen has a monster day against the Patriots on Sunday. And then I think that if they beat Miami in Miami, I think Allen's going to get a lot of momentum because what's happening is there seems to be a dismissal of stats. So if Lamar's going to get it with pedestrian stats, I think Josh Allen could as well. Right. Uh, and, bef- and by, his stats are great in terms of touchdowns, but he has all those interceptions. Right. Before we go to the college game, uh, is there is there a couple games that you favor more than others on the NFL slate? Do you have a favorite? I would say it's a tough card. I will say this. Really sharp money, a really respected group came in on the Colts minus three. That moved to three and a half. I think that's the right side. Raiders didn't exactly look like world beaters, um, that offense especially. And I think it's a really tough spot to go back-to-back games on the road, short week, um, off a big win. You know, this has the makings of the Raiders laying a giant egg. And um, I expect it to. So I like the Colts. And I actually like the Broncos. I think the whole Russell Wilson mess. Yeah. I think Chargers got lucky last week facing the Bills off the big win, flying cross-country, all that stuff. I think the Chargers are pretty limited with Easton Stick. I think the uh, I think the Broncos smack them. Before we get to the uh, the the college playoff, a do you has it been difficult to play any of these bowl games because you don't know who's going to play and who's not going to play, and and have you had any favorites plays like in recently and what 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 would you look to in the next few days? So I did really well last. Friday on the show, looking ahead to Saturday, we, we like basically swept the board. Ooh, nice. Now it's not been it's not been rosy since then. Uh, like I'm on Iowa State minus ten right now, so it's tough. You got to do your homework. Don't be afraid to lay off all that stuff. Like ease into it. This is like NFL preseason betting. Like if you can beat a line, move great, but don't force it. With that being said, I really agree with some sharp money this weekend. Tomorrow they're on Maryland plus seven and the over. And it's now six and a half. I like both. I think Maryland's going to put up some points against this Auburn team. That's too big of a number for me. I agree with both the line, you know, that, that, that situation on tomorrow's bowl games of the four. Monday, most everyone will be watching Wisconsin take on LSU in the morning. Of course, the Badgers, one of the nation's favorite teams, but there's this Alabama squad playing Michigan and then Texas gets Washington. Those are obviously going to be much-much-watched games. Do you have favorites in either one of these playoff matchups? I do, but the people I'm immersed with do not. So, like, it's pretty – I mean, I know respected money on both sides of the Rose Bowl, but guys I really respect are on Michigan. I like Bama. I think the Big Ten title game told me something about the Michigan offensive line. They were a weak link in that game. They couldn't move the ball. Frankly, the only reason – the Wolverines blew out the Hawkeyes is because they got the, the turnovers and the special teams. I think Bama's offensive line and then Saban a month to prepare, although Harbaugh's a great coach, but I think they're going to dominate the trenches, and I think Bama wins the game. So I like Bama in that game, but by, by no means is that like where the sharp money is and all that. So that's where I am. And on the next game, like we haven't seen line movement here either, and I think it's dangerous to bet against Washington lane points. They've proven people wrong all year. Uh, the Huskies are much better in the underdog role. They showed that in the Pac-12 title game. I think it's going to be an exciting game, and I'm going to sit back and watch. I have no opinion on the Sugar Bowl. What about the 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 Saturday matchup between Georgia and Florida State? A couple of red-assed teams, I would think, for a couple of reasons. 
Yeah, I mean, this line's 20, right? But I think it's 20 for a reason. I think Florida State could get really stomped here. I I mean, they're, they're, they have some guys missing. I just don't know what kind of FSU team's going to show up. That's my concern. Interesting. Do you have a favorite play in the bowl games as we head into the weekend? So, uh, into the weekend, I do like that Maryland game over. I think okay. that we're going to see a shoot out there. And a lot of these games have gone over, frankly, this week. But then I personally personally like Bama. But remember, like when you're talking like pro betters and all this stuff, like, you know, a Bulls second half play might be have a bigger bet than like the Rose Bowl, right? Like just because they're the biggest games doesn't mean they're the biggest bets. And finally, Doug, before we cut you loose, what is uh, what is New Year's Eve like in, in Vegas? Is this a total uh, amateur hour and you stay completely away yeah. from everything? So I've done it at like as like a twenty four year old, and then now like you know like I don't go out because games are the next morning and stuff like that. It's just business as usual. But I've also worked in the news business here, where there's fireworks, and we we do a big uh, like a newscast from eleven p.m. to twelve thirty. So we cover the fireworks on top of all the hotels. So it's something to see. But you're right. There's some amateur hour where you know you're guaranteed guaranteed to see guys overserved or girls carrying their heels crying at like 12 15 and, and do all that like that's inevitable although that probably happens any night yeah. in vegas good point um, every time i've worn say, heels i've carried them crying i'll tell you that Doug. <laughs> i will say the two things you need to check out is a fight night in vegas there's definitely like a buzz and an energy whether it be ufc or boxing so just being here on a saturday night going fights just that 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 buzz around town when there's a big fight and then i think new year's eve as well just with the fireworks and the it's crowded it can be and then Honestly, by 6 a.m., 7 a.m., it's so awesome. Uh, the strip is spotless. It's like nothing happened the night before. They certainly know how to clean up really quickly as well. That's beautiful. All right, Doug, we always appreciate the conversations. Good luck this weekend, and uh, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Take care, Doug. Thanks. Doug Kazarian brought to you again by your uh, local Chicago Toyota dealers, and also he is your host of Wager Watch. On OnlyPlayers.com, Doug's good dude. Fun to hang out with. I was telling you the story. Doug and I had history together at ESPN years and years ago. That's right. We would be on ESPN, two for the friends and family recap of the early games of the NFL. Four o'clock, we're going to bring you all the information and all that you need to recap all the one o'clock games. Obviously, we were on the Eastern time zone. Uh-huh. And I looked at Doug one day and I said, this is... Brother, the only friends and family. This is a friends and family show, and I can guarantee you my friends and family aren't watching this. They're watching the the late afternoon games. Oh, man. That's how you come up, man. That's how you come up. Exactly. Exactly. So, listen, I have not watched a lot of the bowl games, but I am very interested and very excited about (laughs) what's going to transpire on Monday night. Also, Obviously, with what Wisconsin will do with LSU, yeah, of course, in the morning, absolutely. But I have uh, in James Stadium, yes, by the way, exactly. Yes, I have tremendous interest in the college football playoff, and I'm going to have more interest in it next year when it's actually you know expanded. Ninety five teams, teams, yeah. yeah 12, when it's when, when 115 teams 12. get to go into yeah. the when the entire season is just a round robin playoff, yeah, to get you into the actual playoffs. It's not going to be the case. Can't wait. Really looking forward to that. That that sarcasm. Uh, I am a big blue fan. I'm a Michigan fan for obvious reasons in this this game. Could you detail them? I'm unclear. I can tell you this. I I have a little concern that Alabama is going to be a little too much for them. The way that Doug 
kind of describe one of my favorite sports like sports not sports moments of the year was when they did the bowl game reveal right the college football playoff ranking the final one and the cameras on the room with everybody in Michigan. Yeah. And they announced that they're playing Bama it's instead of Florida State. And the sound in that room was, <sighs> I mean, everybody, yeah. fathers, daughters, mothers, yeah. players, coaches, everybody just goes, <gasps> it was fantastic. And, and listen, I mean, Auburn almost got them the last week of the regular of season. did. Yes. So maybe it shouldn't be. Tyler, how do you think that game plays? I tend to lean with Doug here. I do think Bama actually has a pretty, not I shouldn't say convincing victory, but I think it'll be like a 10-point game in favor of Bama. I, I just think the injuries that have mounted up, especially on the offensive line yeah. for Michigan, are going to be too much against a really good Alabama front. And J.J. McCarthy is going to be asked to make a lot of big plays. He's not going to be able to get away with only throwing the ball 9 to 15 times in I'm this game. I'm not so sure, though, that he's not. I, I, think, he's, I think he's a very talented kid. I, I, I we think just he's don't up know. for the challenge, but it's, it's, I think it's a valid question because he hasn't been asked to do as much. And just, it's a great Alabama secondary, too. There are multiple first-round picks on that Alabama secondary, and Alabama's offense isn't what it used to be it's not there is no Jalen Waddle there is no Devonte Smith out there there's no Derek Henry in the running back room they don't have the weapons around Jalen Milrow but I think Milrow has really elevated his play he has, yes yeah. like he is not the player that we saw in the first right. three four weeks of the season when he in fact got benched earlier in the season just yeah. recently here I wish I could remember where maybe it was Dane Brugler or something like that with the athletic I can't remember I, I I read a pretty convincing case that McCarthy, the mission quarterback, has a chance to, if he hasn't already in the eyes of some scouts, elevate himself oh, yeah. into that top of second tier draft quarterback. I think there are a lot of people I, that are high on him. He's also the youngest of that crew. Would you? Yeah, he's not he's 21 20. yet. He's 20, I Is think. Is that right? Yeah. Local I, kid, too. Went to uh, Nazareth. Just, up the way Nazareth, yeah. just down the way there. Yeah. And I think I, I it probably... No one can probably upset Caleb and Drake May from being no, the one and two so. quarterbacks. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of people would be somewhat surprised if McCarthy can get himself to be that three quarterback pick. But lately, there have been a lot of places I've looked at. I can remember where if that JJ was, McCarthy was comes out and it is the reason why either Michigan wins or keeps on a right good there. show. Yeah, of course. Then there's no question his stock is going to rise. Yeah, I mean, if Milro takes it down the field in the final possession yeah. and Alabama wins and McCarthy has a nice game throughout, I, yeah, that's a good argument for Jim me. Jim Harbaugh has been effusive with his praise of his young quarterback. Yes. So you wonder, you know, like well, wherever it, he would go. Oh. Unless it would be, like, say, I almost said San Diego, the Chargers, where they have a built in quarterback. Of course. Um, you wonder how you know you really would know how he felt about his young quarterback if in fact he found himself in a job that was looking for a quarterback wow so, With, uh, maybe a job that had the first pick in the draft not and sure had to make decisions about whether or not you wanted to grab that quarterback over an interesting conversation yeah for months here I'm, I'm not sure it's you know it's a have you guys talked good, about this yeah it's, i don't know that's a good conversation on the last show of the year before Boy. Because it just it raises people's, you know, like anger. The hackles? Yeah. The hackles the get hackles raised? The hackles get raised. I don't know. It feels like there's some meat on that bone, okay, Tom Okay, we'll go there. Hey, when we come back, you're going to participate in what we like to call like it or love it, or like it, love it, 
just the taste of it. I think well, I haven't worked for so long. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing right now. But this is our, our own gambling segment. But before we do that, Mark has been holding since last Tuesday in South Bend, and he's got a White Sox question that we're going to have you answer for him, and then we'll gamble. That's a tease and a half for you on ESPN 1000. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Waddle and Sylvie here on ESPN 1000. Sylvie's out. I'm Connor. He's Tom Waddle. You know, he took is, the uh, day off. Lewis in the news, hip to be square. It is. Yeah. He took today off, I think, so he would be ready to roll on Friday or Sunday for the Bears pregame. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Not Friday, Friday, Friday. No, not that. That's not how I think the he's still goes. He's dealing with a little bit of a cough. Oh, a little under the weather. Yeah. Had a little cough. You yeah, can't have cough. that going into a five and a half hour uh, We understand show. what's more important to him. It's obviously Bears pregame versus this little show that we've been doing for almost 17 this years. This little odd show. When does it mark 17 years for the both of you boys? February. February? I think sometime in February. This coming February. 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 I'm excited for you guys. Thank you. I mean, 17. I'll is... be 57 years old at some point in February. February. As well. February. What is your 17th anniversary? You know how you got like the the weird gifts, right? Like the first anniversary is paper or some yes. nonsense, and then fifth is whatever. 17th anniversary gift is furniture. So you well, great Steinhoffels. Be... Yeah, get them well, a gift from Steinhoffels. Yes, you're good to go. I thought it was gin. <laughs> It's, no, it looks like it's furniture. It is. Uh, yeah, okay. still, you know, let me look. Yep, furniture. Still furniture. Let's see. I'm not sure which year is gym. What was 16? Unclear. What was 16? 16 was, I don't know, 15 was crystal. Okay. Well, the traditional was crystal. He, the, I the believe modern, crystal was Sylvie's favorite dancer back the, in his single days the, at the gentlemen's clubs that he used to go to. The modern gifts for the 15th anniversary are watches. Watches. And your gemstone for your 15th anniversary is ruby. There'd be no watches and gemstones being exchanged. This watch. My father carried this watch. Uh, what's the 20th anniversary? Emerald for you, gemstones. Okay. Uh, platinum in the modern. So you guys own platinum gifts coming up on year 20. Okay. And then China. You guys owe yourself some good plates, dishes. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to be exchanged. <laughs> and cups no, and mugs. Uh-uh. Also silverware. Yeah, so those are your gifts. Uh, Answer Mark's question, will you, before we get into the gambling portion of the show? Can we fire up the old phone lines here? Because Mark has been waiting patiently. It it actually, oh, we just hit the button. Mark has been waiting for over 115 minutes to to ask this fine question here on these fine airwaves. Hi, Mark. Hey, Connor. How you doing? And and Tom, you guys, uh, happy new year. Same to you, Mark. Uh, I do have a big White Sox question for you, Connor, but first time I go to Tom, it involves Joey Votto. Okay. Love Joey Votto. I love Joey Votto, too. I don't want to be left out on this. He's the funniest uh, sports celebrity I've ever seen when he goes on Dan Patrick. He went on there two months ago, and I know, uh, Tom, you and Sylvie went on there, too, when he talked to Dan Patrick. But when Joey Votto was on, he, he made the announcement to Dan Patrick that he would like to consider himself to be... Taylor Swift's second backup boyfriend to serve that position. Okay. And with, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey and them uh, 
spending a lot of time in the football season coming down to the playoff. He, this was a couple months ago, but he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't mind filling in as uh, Taylor Swift's second backup boyfriend. Okay. Um, so does that mean second, like Taylor's got a backup and Votto is the backup to, to the, the backup? backup. Like he's right. the emergency or catcher? Or is he a backup to Travis Kelsey or is he a backup to Travis Kelsey's backup? I'm unclear. I, I think it might be the, the 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 latter part, the backup to the backup. Okay. Or actually, if Taylor needs another guy to go do stuff with, and Kansas City is under a lot of pressure with the season and football, and that he he wouldn't mind serving okay. as a second boyfriend. Okay. Consider that. Uh, uh, I dig the, it. Yeah, I I, I, I got that for I, this position. I got that written down. Mark and Joey. He's going to have time on his hands, right? Like, what was your uh, White Sox question, Mark? It involved the Dylan C. Chicago Cubs discussion on ah. word got out that the White Sox might be interested in four of the Cubs' top ten prospects. And there might have been some communication with that, a trade with Dylan Cease involving the Cubs' four top prospects. My question is, was it like they were looking for maybe a couple pitchers, a uh, an outfielder, a catcher. What kind of prospects was it, Connor? I'd be interested in. Sure, Mark. Appreciate it. I hadn't seen that particular report. Although the Cubs' top four prospects and the Cubs' system is a pretty good one. I mean, you got PCA right at the top of things. Cade Horton, uh, Kelvin Alcantara, right? All those guys up toward the top of it. The what I can tell you is this. Actually, we talked about this a little bit in the pregame. Uh, what do you guys call it? The pregame fist fight? That whole thing. Uh, the pre-show fist. Pre-show fight. fist fight. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, there was a report in the Cincinnati Inquirer, written by both Gordon and oh my gosh, I forget the name of the other beat writer. Doesn't matter. But they were detailing some conversations that allegedly yes the Reds had had with White Sox the White Sox about the trade the potential trade of Dylan Cease. And the return that the White Sox wanted, allegedly, according to this piece written by uh, written by the Cincinnati Inquirer, was like prospect two, three, four, and eight plus a throw-in arm for Dylan Cease. It was a it was a pretty large That's return. That's a large ask yeah. for two years of control of Dylan Cease. Probably about twenty five million dollars split over the next two years via arbitration for both of them before he hits free agency. And I I think what's important to remember about what we read in these reports at this moment is that Yoshinobu Yamamoto just got signed, right? Okay. Big guy for the Dodgers, 12 years, $325 million. So now the pivot by a lot of these general managers is going to be toward the trade market, I think. That means Shane Bieber, that means Dylan Cease, that means potentially Corbin Burns. Right. And what we're going to hear, at least from the buying side of the conversation, are the high-end asks that they're getting from those teams dealing position play or dealing those pitchers, right? right? So, you know, whether it's if, if you're going to say that the report was, ah, uh, you know, that, that they want the top four in the Cubs system, no questions asked, I just go straight down the line and get you the four. I can promise you the GMs don't do their shopping quite that way. No. That they've got their own, you know, scouts and preferences on particular players and profiles. Um, but I do think that. I don't know if you're measuring up the... And I would have put Tyler Glass now in this conversation, too. He got traded and then extended by the Dodgers. If you're looking at Glass now and Cease and Bieber and Burns, it's kind of the guys you can acquire yeah. on the marketplace. Cease is probably three or four in that marketplace, especially when you consider that as a GM trading for him, you've got to pay for two years of control with the right. prospect hall that you've got. 
Had Cease had a 2023 that looked a lot more like 2022, then you're talking about a completely different world. And a king's ransom for Dylan Cease, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe not so now. But it didn't happen that way, unfortunately. It didn't happen. Now, I still think, to be quite honest with you... I'd like him in a red uniform. I know you would. And I'd like him in a White Sox uniform. I think there's games to be won here. And I think you can make the argument that building this team around Dylan Cease and, and Luis Robert here for the next two years... That you can still get something done there, and perhaps, perhaps keep yeah. Dylan Cease around via extension. I just broke a promise to you. I'm sorry. Right, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. But still, see, Mark's question has been answered. Then asked, asked and answered. Thank asked you. And, and answered. answered. Um, you want to gamble? I'd love to. Let's do this. Dun, 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 hey, do you want to gamble? Do you want to gamble? Just a little taste of it. I'm not going to bust your chops, Tyler. There will be no chop busting. What do the standings look like right now? The standings, as of now, Waddle, you are in the driver's seat. Damn, Skippy. 61 points. Sylvie, not too far behind you. With how many? 59. Ooh. And then Meller and I are way in the back seat here. So you have no chance. 47 for Meller, 41 for me. Ooh. Do, do, I'm in this chair. Do you, my bets go on Sylvie's record? No, they oh, go on your record. God. They go on your record. He Has he sent his in? He has sent okay. his in. So Kendra by will way. read off by, Sylvie's. All right. By the way, goodness. Like It, Love It uh, is brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Yummy. Um, okay. Do I go first because I'm winning? Yeah. Indeed you do. Right, yeah. My like is uh, I, I, I like what Doug was saying about Washington. I think the Huskies getting four is a nice play. I'm I Texas the I'm not the Longhorn guy. Really? I'm just not in this game. No I, burnt orange over there. No, I, I like Washington getting four in this game. They can score a ton of points. Maybe they don't win, but I can at the very least I'm sensing backdoor cover. So I like. My like is Washington getting four okay. in the nightcap on Monday. Would you like to give me your yeah, selection? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, I'd like to, actually. My like hey. is uh, I had you know, coffee with Joe Brand the other day. He's the Blackhawks pre- and post-game host. Fills in on play-by-play every now and again over on GN. Good guy, good fella. And he gave he told I, me. I'm, all I'm going to say is the only, the only Blackhawks pre- and post-game guy I know is Pat Boyle. I love Pat, too. I just didn't have coffee with him. Okay. Because right. right. thing. And that's that's probably on me. I could have texted him. He'd be like, yeah, shoot, of course yeah. I get coffee with you. You guys could have had a really in-depth t- hockey conversation. T- bring Pat Boyle into the mix. We couldn't have. We could have had a very surface, scratchy conversation you about don't, hockey. You don't go deep into the and hockey t- so conversation. Much, but I like the Blackhawks plus one and a half, even against the Stars. Wow. Okay. You there know. you go, Mr. Hockey over here, Mr. Senior Hockey. Is yeah. What they call well, him. we are the hockey show Big here on ESPN. <laughs> uh, Sylvie's picks. Uh, Sylvie. Uh, Kendra has Sylvie's picks. Kendra, who does Sylvie like? All right. So Sylvie likes the Packers at plus one going into Minnesota. That's just a. What does he call those? That's his. That's his hedge play because he hates the he Packers. He likes to hedge his life. Yeah. Likes to he- yes. He likes to hedge his life. <laughs> Who do you got, uh, Tyler? My like. I am going. I'm going with actually a full college football slate this weekend. Oh, I am going to go to the Alabama Crimson Tide plus the one and a half points right now. I just think Nick Saban with this level of and this amount of time to prepare for a game like this, that's a lot. 
for arguably the greatest coach in college football history. So give me the Tide plus one and a half. Tyler, as a college football expert here on the station, has, that line has moved some, yes? I believe or? it opened at two and a half, oh, and okay, it's so dropped was, down as low as one. For whatever reason, my, my favorite picture now, and I sent it to my buddy Phil Vogel, who is an Ohio State grad. Took him six years, but he got out. Uh, he's a great guy. He's my best Ohio friend from State home. Grads spent a lot of time yeah. there, but that's just me. My favorite picture of all now is Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban and Mickey Mouse in between them. It's a photo. <laughs> and, it, and somebody, I think it was Pat McAfee's show, sent out nice picture with, with uh, Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, and Nick Saban. It was so good. That's awesome. So good. Do we even need to mention Meller's picks? Did he send no, them? he has not he sent, sent picks. Him. All right, so next is my love. You know what I love? I love over nine and a half first half points for the Bears. We know they're not a second half team, but that I believe that they are going to be able to score 10 or more against the Falcons defense, a good defense, but nonetheless, they play their best football in the first 30 minutes. So my love is nine and a, over nine and a half first half points for the Bears. Follow-up question. Does that mean a first half lead for Matt Eberflus and the Bears as they head to the locker room? Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe yes. So. Yeah. All right. I'm leaning towards a Bears victory in this game. I just think this is going to be a bigger challenge for them well, than the Cardinals. If were. you're leaning toward a victory, that means yeah. they better have a first half lead because, as you said. Second half, not so good. Quarters three and four, not so great. Yeah. Uh, my love, of course. The Wisconsin Badgers, and they are plus nine and a half. I don't know, man. I just got this is my hedge bet, right? Okay. I I kind of you were going to give us, you know, Vegas nights. No, this is my hedge bet, and I'll tell you why. I had kind of forgotten that the Badgers were playing on New Year's Day. Um, and that college football existed. You're uh, not getting invited back to speak to the J school any longer. Probably not. No. Although with sharp critique and the endless sifting and winnowing for truth, I think I might. So that's our I don't even know what the F that means. It's a Lincoln quote. Don't okay. worry about it. Uh, plus nine and a half against LSU. Why they would com- you read a Lincoln quote like, in Wisconsin? It. I memorized it. Well, well, no, I said in Lincoln Wisconsin. Started, because Lincoln started the grand uh, the Land Grant Act, which enacted a whole bunch of public universities like Wisconsin. Okay, good. So it was the administration... Abraham Lincoln that brought in the public universities that we all know and love. Okay. Like the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Why did I embarrass the myself with that question? The capital city on an isthmus. When, when did we... Well, since when have we been in the presence of a Mensa member in the <laughs> studio before? <laughs> Still Were never. you a Mensa, Mensa member? No. Oh, God, absolutely not. No, couldn't. Spell I was, you were going to have to. You were going to have Spot to. Me the end. You were going to have to excuse yourself from the remainder of the show if, in fact, you were a member of. That. I still work in sports radio. Okay, not a Mensa member. Okay. Don't worry about so that. you no. got Wisconsin? Yeah, I love. I love Wisconsin covering the nine and a half. We probably okay. still lose though. Can they score nine and a half points? I, it's unclear. Yeah. All right. Who does Sylvie love, Kendra? Sylvie loves your Bears at minus two and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's leaning in. Drinking uh, the not just leaning. He's diving in. Tyler, what do you love? My love is your like, Waddle. I love the Washington Huskies plus four. Makes sense, doesn't it? You know, Washington has the best offensive line in the nation, and that is one of the strengths of Texas. I think they'll be able to neutralize some of that pass rush. Texas, their defense is elite. I get that. Texas, It's good, but I just think the Huskies have three NFL wide receivers on their roster and a quarterback who is a finalist for the Heisman Trophy and a running back who's really damn good in and of itself. And you've got the best offensive line in the country. I think this is going to be a real shootout type game. And I would tell Bears fans, you know, the Marvin Harrison Jr., you're probably not going to end up with him. 
But keep an eye on Roma Dunze, okay. who's the top receiver on Washington. That is a, t- a player that the Bears could select with that second first rounder that they have. Well, now I'm all excited about this. Well, that's the late one, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. You're yeah. going to stay I'm up. never going to be able to. It's 7 o'clock it kicks, or 8 o'clock. It's 7.45 yeah, is ooh. the kick. I got bedtime and bath time starting at 6.30, For yourself or your daughter. Doesn't matter which. Thanks for asking. Got to be down by 7. There's a diaper change somewhere in between there. And then I got to, you know, there's a dinner I got to make. I got to find some beer in the back. I mean, I don't know that I'm going to be. I'll, I'll watch the first half. Yeah, I'll, you I'll will. Find, I'll find of course you will. Uh, my taste is uh, over 23 and a half points for the Rams in their game against the Giants. This is a tough play. I I. I waffled a little bit because it's the early kick, okay? And they've had a few injuries, early kick at the Giants, but I'm they've scored a ton of points recently. The Rams are are playing good football, so I'm going over 23 and a half points total for the Rams. Mind, I thought it was got to have it, but apparently that's that's Coldstone, not not this segment. Yeah, so no, I, I messed yeah. that up, but I like it, love it, just a taste of it. Don't tell don't tell DJ but I've got the Lions at plus four and a half. Lens Lions at plus four and a half against yeah. DJ's Cowboys. Ooh. And I I kind of... You like the Lions? I, no, I don't, but I like that number. You, you haven't liked anything that you just picked. Yeah, that's called growing up Catholic. Four and a half points is like that number for me with yeah. that team. And I kind of... Doug kind of got me hunting this game a little bit here yeah. in the last segment, and four and a half just doesn't seem like it's a big enough digit. So I four and a half for the Lions. Okay, Plus four and a half. All right. Uh, what is Sylvie? Uh, what's his taste? Sylvie taste Eagles at uh, minus twelve and a half versus the Cardinals. Okay, he's got the Eagles. Boy, that Cardinals team sucks. So they I are not bad. Very bad stuff. Very bad. Uh, Tyler, wrap us up. My taste, I am going to go back to that nightcap of the college football playoff and Washington and Texas. I'm going to go over 63 and a half. I think both of these offenses are going to be able to put up a lot of points. Would not shock me if we see this one end up somewhere in the 80s even. Where's that I, game being played? Um, Atlanta? Maybe? Okay, so I, it's I gotta, controlled environment. I got to check, yeah. No, yeah, it will be a, a controlled environment, yes. Excellent. All right, that's it. I've got the lead. I've got a slim lead. I'm looking to uh, maintain my slim lead, but uh, that's like it. Love it. Brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We've got another made-up segment when we come back, Connor. It's called What to Watch For. Mm. I'm going to be better at this one, I promise. That's next. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. You like TV? Of course I do. You like it as much or more or less now that you're a father of a young child? Less, but that's only because my television watching is almost restricted completely to Miss Rachel episodes on YouTube. So, while I love her, look, fantastic work, excellent stuff, I love Miss Rachel, and the Christmas episode that came out this year, oh, just really? beautiful stuff. I am not aware of that's the, just, it's, uh, she's great, she's absolutely, she did, you know, stuff for kids, and yeah. it's really interactive. And it's been a long time long since I've been in your shoes. You don't miss it, man, you don't miss it. Oh, well, no, I, mean, I do, well, I do miss I'm it. I'm at the TV, I'm at the TV of it. Oh, okay. I'm at the, not the, having the little kids, because it's great. 
Yeah, but that's part of but it. The t- yeah, it is. You're right. It is. Enjoy the moments. I'm close. There is. I'd be asking what... for the keys to the car before know. you know it. I know. You don't want to. You don't want to wish time away. We're getting close. There's an app where you can download. I forget what the app it is, but you can watch all the old Mr. Rogers episodes. Really? We're getting close to that action. I think by this time next year, we're gonna do a lot of Mr. Rogers. Really? It'd be great. I didn't watch it as a kid. Oh, I not gonna I, watch it now. Had I been able to choose not my wardrobe it. as like yeah. a two or a three year old, yeah. it would have been all Mister Rogers. I'd really? have been taking shoes off and changing them when I got into the house. I'd have been putting a sweater on the whole thing. Loved Mister. Would Rogers. you have? Uh, would you have copied his his delivery, his conversation? Yeah, I think so. Tone yeah. as well. I, I, if I if I'd known that I was going to get into this business, yeah. if I could do play by play like Mister Rogers that does would a be show, awesome. I don't know that I have that skill in me, but I'd that would be awesome. Oh, great. Hello, friends. By the way, what to watch for is brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Be caller 10 right now. 312-332-3776 to win a free pizza from Connie's. That's what we do. We give you advice on what to watch and we give you pizza. What are we watching for over there? So like I said, been through all the Miss Rachel episodes. Good to go. My wife and I are, I think, going to settle in for a movie that is now out on demand. It was a big one, and like most couples who have a young child, this is about a month and a half old. We're, I think we may watch Barbie tonight. We, I've yet to really? see it. Really? Yeah. I, I have. Did you I, see it? I did not. Have not seen it. Are you? A, I don't know this. Are you a movie goer? Is that? A, is uh, that I'm a not against it, okay. but I haven't been to one in quite some. I think Aquaman was the last one I had gone to. <laughs> other than. <laughs> Yeah, it was not great. It's not good. I, last time I was in a movie theater was for Craig Karmazin's dad's movie yeah. that he made for his, uh, about his dad, Mel, that's right. which was fabulous. But that's not going to be released to the public. I think the, uh, the last time I did go to a movie was I take that back. I went to the movie with I went to the movies with my my wife and her mother, my mother in law, to see Oppenheimer. I haven't seen that one either. Fantastic. A little longer than it needs to be. Well, it's a Nolan, right? I mean, yes. of course it is. But it was really good. Yeah, I think we may watch. And I think I may get to Oppenheimer at some point during the uh, the New Year's weekend. That's Connor, I think you're actually going to really like Barbie. I think so, too. I think you. it, it was great. That's what everybody I think says. Really? Yes. Yeah. It was fantastic. I am not compelled to see it. Everybody says it's great. I don't know why. Great. Everybody says it's great. There's like little, like... Dry humor in there too. It's really good. I'm looking forward to it. I it's got a not, great cast. The wife will not watch Oppenheimer, at least not in really? one. I mean, she'll we'll watch it eventually, but it's she'd much rather. So we're gonna do we'll do Barbie and then I'll do Oppenheimer. I'm gonna give you a, a season two. I haven't even seen season one. I'm gonna go back and watch it. But like this, I'm a bit of a meatball when it comes to these types of shows. But Reacher season two came out oh. earlier, December fifteenth, and a lot of my friends have seen it and said it's really good. Obviously, I watched the movies with Tom Cruise. He played the the you know the title role, yeah, Jack Reacher. Yes. So this is now a series that is uh, I don't even know where it's out. Where is it out? I want to say Prime. Is it? I think it is. I want to say Prime. But I'm going so to invest some time in it. Uh, that is the show. You know, you scroll through your feeds and yeah. you get suggested stuff all yes. the time. And just that's the show that keeps on coming up in the clips. It's like, hey, you should watch this. I, you know Guy. what? I'm going to take the advice. It looks good. I'm going to take the advice. All right. Uh, Kendra, do you have a suggestion for us? Yes. So it's it's a lot of things that are coming on, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Echo with um, on Disney Plus. Ooh. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Echo. I haven't the, seen it. Of course, it's the uh, it's the new Marvel series, it's, right? Yeah, it's oh, the really? new Marvel yeah. series, and it's bringing back Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays um, Kingpin. Big, yeah, Kingpin. Yeah. Yep. 
He's so, fantastic. Yeah, he's very good as Kingpin. He's fantastic. So that, I think that comes out January 30th. So I'm looking nice. forward to that Let's one. Get into that. Nice. He's a good actor. Wasn't he in one of the, uh, the um, what was the series? Oh, the series? Yeah, he was... He's he's was, oh, oh yeah, he's in a... No, you're right. He's in like a Law and Order, law and order criminal yeah. something. Criminal yeah. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah, he was right. Tyler, what do you got? I am going to go to Disney Plus as well. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. That show just started. I read those books growing up. So I'm going to check out the, the TV show that they've turned it into. From what I understand, the movie's not great... And everybody's talking about the series being like much more authentic and true to the books and for the fan, or for, not not like for the fan, like fan service stuff, but like much more true to the narrative and true to the way that kind of thing got written. It's been so long since I read the books too, so I, I might need like a little tune up on it too. That's always fun. Go, like going, I don't know if you had like a book series you read when you were a kid that you got super into. Or uh, I it think just, it was the Hardy Boys. I mean. Going back to that, it's great. Like, there's all that nostalgia just packed in pages. I don't know if you know this about me now. I don't read. Yeah, but you could read a Hardy Boys book. No, I have no interest in you reading. I don't read page. anything anymore. There was a time when I was reading, like, all the James Patterson crime novels with Alex Cross was the uh, focal point. He was a detective. Okay, okay. Loved him. Went through that stage, and I quit reading about ten years ago. I probably eight years ago. Tony was reading those on the plane. Yeah, was, I think he was reading yeah. that series. I loved those books. I don't read anymore. Don't know why. Not just interested. Gave up on reading. Just read it. Reading. Threw it out the threw it out yeah. the window. Yes. Can you I still get rid of it? Can I read? Can you still read? Well, yeah. you've you've heard me try to read spots on this show. Not well. Oh, the Hawk Auto Read was not, well done. Not well. I don't, perfectly done. I don't read well, but it's not something that I really choose to That's do. Okay. You've got a face made for TV. So not really that either. I'm kind of <laughs> lost. Tom, you know, here's where read off the prompter. Pass. Hard pass. Get yes. wing this one. There you go. That's it. I'm done. That's what to watch for. That's it. Brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. You know what we do when we come back? A little something called Aki's A-List. Beautiful. That's next.